we'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society. And today, Scott and I will continue our conversation about random subjects that we found in the news. Today, it'll be Bibi Netanyahu and Biden, and maybe some policy changes for the United States as it, re- as it relates to Israel. We'll be talking about the issues surrounding Harvard's president after her f- very disastrous testimony in front of Congress last week. We'll also be talking a little bit about swag and the cost of living. So let's listen in. And, I mean, and if it's, where does it stop? If it's a NATO country, then we're at war. That's, that's exactly it. I mean, it's just the short sightedness. It, it's just it, it, it boggles my mind. And the fact that this is we've made this this huge turnaround. Speaking of turnaround, Biden uh, in meeting with donors, basically said that Bibi Netanyahu has got to go. He's got to change his got to change his government if he wants if he wants support. What did you think about that uh, little statement? I was surprised that he said it, but it's something that I've been saying since you know, <laughs> well, since he's been since Netanyahu got put you know reelected back into power, that Netanyahu yep. has has to go. And and uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying that you know this particular government has failed. Their most basic duty is to keep their people safe, and they failed, and they have failed in such a spectacular and insane way that uh, you know that of course he's got to go, and it it has for other reasons than you know. The, that the the global opinion has turned against Israel because we knew that that was going to happen right. eventually, not as quickly as we thought, but eventually anyway. But um, but of course Netanyahu has to go, and the only reason that he's still there at all is because they wanted to win this war first and then deal with the aftermath of it, which would include holding people accountable for their failures, which includes Netanyahu's failures. So, so Biden is just moving up the calendar a little on, on him, but that was, was going to be coming anyway. There's no, he, his, his rule there or his, um, his regime has to change because it has not worked more than any, any other reason. And and you can see the diplomacy of Biden. He didn't say Netanyahu's got to go. He said, They've got to change their government. Netanyahu has to change his government. So he didn't really come out and say, BB, you got to go. But you could read between the lines because, you know, but again, that's diplomacy. Right. That's not calling somebody out. BB can't hold that coalition together by chipping away at it. So so he's going to have to either, he's going to have to step down or call for a, a, a new vote. Um, and, you know, presumably a, a different, uh, hopefully a more competent government comes in and, and that, uh, and that the situation, you know, with Saudi Arabia comes back to the table and expect more bloodshed because the closer they get to peace, the more there's going to be. And, uh, you know. It's a very untenable and, and very sad and exhausting um, uh, situation there because at, the closer they get to peace, the closer they get to an actual two-state solution, 
the more the haters on both sides are going to be agitated and take heinous actions against them. And, uh, and somehow or another, they're going to have to fight through that. And it's going to be painful. Yeah. 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 You're right. The closer you get to peace, usually the worse it gets. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, if we look at the history of all wars, generally that's what happens. The worst days of fighting are the days before the ceasefire. And, and it's a historical fact that, that that's kind of the way it goes. Uh, the other thing was that uh, was in the news. Oh, a lot of things in the news. Uh, Harvard's president is now under fire, but she was supported by the faculty, which I kind of was surprised by. And it was just brought out today that now that uh, they think she plagiarized her dissertation, which uh, is like a big deal, um, especially if you're at Harvard. But it is if you're it's a big deal if you're anywhere. Um, but uh, she was cleared by Harvard's academic group, um, which are a bunch of people that also signed the signed the letter, basically supporting her. So uh, looks like she's might not be going anywhere. Uh, of course, we lost the the one from Penn. She's gone. MIT is still up in the air. Uh, they're still <laughs> trying to work their their thing out. The um, you know, again the. The inability to to just um, condemn people who threaten genocide uh, is is stun you know is and was stunning. Um, I I like I don't care what they what they do at Harvard or anywhere else any of these schools. I think it sends a bad signal. Obviously. Um, Lawrence Summers was forced to resign for suggesting that women are not um, are not extremely good. <laughs> I forget exactly what the controversy was. It was like women women are good and bad, and men are good and bad, but men are more extreme in their in their goodness or badness, and that means that. The best men are better than women. Does that does that sound about right? That sound yeah, that sounds about yeah. Yeah, and and of course that is highly insulting to women. And he was forced to resign. And uh, I think I think Harvard is going to go through some things with with uh, their donors and with their you know other faculty members who are going to counter the faculty members that have kept her there right uh you know through this but uh, uh you know it's not gonna, it's not going to go away no and and they're they're going to have to deal with it one way or another through some measure or another um which could include as much as having her resign or fire her um and you know that, that that's just the way these things kind of go, but they're not going to, it's not, it's not going to disappear no. anytime soon. Well, I thought it was kind of funny the way the pen de dealt with it. Yes. Yeah, she resigned as president, but she maintains her position as a uh, tenured professor of the law school. And it's like, well, okay. So you don't want to be the president, but 
it's okay to be a tenured professor of the law school when you fumble at one of the easiest questions that could possibly be. And maybe that, maybe that's what's going to happen with, with Harvard. Um, again, you're right. The, the faculty is behind her. I think they had 600 faculty that signed on to this letter. It is the donors and alumni uh, that are not behind her. And let's face it, faculty can be replaced. Those big dollar donors, maybe not so much. And that means a lot more to Harvard uh, than than just their faculty. So, it'll, yeah, you're right. It'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. I'm still trying to – surprisingly, MIT has been extremely quiet. You know they've kept that pretty close to the chest. I'm sure there's things going behind the going on behind the scenes there, but um, we'll, we'll see. And uh, the one thing that isn't in the news was a Scott Gershwer prediction from last week, which was the ceasefire. That did that did not happen. Right, and and that's why Biden is is um, speaking out again against Netanyahu and his government is because of that lack of a ceasefire. Uh, And and look, the Israelis are saying, you know, I think they said, give us two months and we'll finish this. And, and then we could have our ceasefire Um, there. They are flooding the tunnels with seawater. We'll see how that, how that goes. Um, It's, you know, the state of affairs there is obviously very sad. And, uh, but, but, you know, the more, the more we learn about what happened on 10, seven, the more, um, anger I feel, uh, and, and certainly, uh, it's clear that there's no, there's no way to, to position Hamas as like resistance or fighters or militants or, you know, uh, however, how I want to say it, they are, they are, it, this is a terrorist organization that wants to kill every last Jew in the world and, uh, and, and starting with them. And, you know, I don't know how long the Israeli people are going to put up with the fact that, as we said last week, again, they're choosing to send their own children into harm's way to protect the children of the people who are who who they're fighting and you know the yesterday i think 10 soldiers died um it's you know it's more than i think that that country can bear and at some point or another the the Israeli people are going to either say stop fighting or they're going to say, you know, bomb the place flat, which is really what I thought that they would have done from the, from the get go. Um, and, uh, and, you know, bulldoze it and, and flatten it and, and start again on top, on top of it. But, uh, you know, their their soldiers are paying an awful price for uh, the cause of keeping, you know, Palestinian civilians from dying when it's Hamas that are putting those 
citizens in harm's way, which, you know, makes it even more galling and right. disgraceful than, uh, than anything else. I don't know. Do you think, do you think Hamas, uh, do you think Hamas survives this? As an organization? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of them. Uh, it's a big organization. They're all over the world. Um, uh, Do you think they maintain I, their power in Gaza? No, no, that's not going to happen. But wouldn't that require uh, Israel uh, to basically flatten the place? Well, no, I look, you know, their leaders for the most part, their leaders don't live there anyway. Um, mm-hmm. The one who has been running the show, um, Sinwar, that's the name, I think, is one of the people who was released uh, when Galid um, Shalit was was rescued mm-hmm. in that hostage exchange, a thousand for one. Yep. And uh, and he's he's the one who's been sort of leading it on the ground in Gaza. Um, and you know, um, kind of ha- has you know said. That while the while the people of the more the people suffer, the better it is for Hamas, right? Um, mm-hmm. The the line is when we kill an Israeli child, it's good for us. When Israel kills a Palestinian child, it's good for us. And it's uh, and so uh, I I think Israel has already declared that they're going to go after Hamas around the world. I think I think we'll begin to see that more and more, um, and that they'll they'll try to destroy this organization as much as the U.S. tried to uh, eliminate uh, ISIS and Al Qaeda, the uh, the things that animate them, you know, m- won't go away because they're not for a two-state solution. They don't care. If Palestinians have their own state, as long as Israel is still there, so they're they're never going to stop fighting. They're never going to stop committing atrocities, and uh, I, I think that that's true of of a lot of people there. And it's a police action at some point, not a war anymore. Um, hmm. But that but that this will continue until probably until every last one of them is dead. Very possible. Very, very possible. I'm uh, checking the news just to see. Um, so the, the I mean, Fed. There's so much. There's so I much guess that's news. the news. The big, there's so, the, the, there's that's the big so news today, bad. right? Is the, the well, is you know, stand, the, the, standing pat. Yeah. Um, the, the, again, back to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Russia lost eighty-seven percent of troops it had before the war. That that's that's like incredible, stunning, isn't it? I was, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that doesn't show <clears throat> show that the the uh, Russian bear was a paper tiger, I don't know what does. Um, of course, they're they're going to vote to formalize the impeachment inquiry uh, into President Biden. Um, All right. Here's a prediction. Okay. Biden's Biden's numbers go up because of that. Good day. Seems seems to work for Trump. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. worked for Bill Clinton. 
Yep. Yeah. Maybe that. Yep. You know what? Maybe you're right. This may be a good thing for Biden. Because everybody uh, rallies only, around. The, the only one it didn't work for, I think, was Hillary Clinton. And and there's got to be some misogyny going on in that. Yeah. Because because uh, they're they're basically trying the same playbook, right? They're they're they have uh, that you know a tragedy, not a scandal, that they wanted to hold her accountable for. She sat down with them for eleven hours and and talked to them. Not one of them laid a glove on her. It was Kevin McCarthy who admitted afterwards that the whole point of that select committee was to erode her numbers and make her less uh, strong a candidate. And that's what they're trying to do to uh, to Joe Biden now. And I do not believe that it will um, that it will work against Joe Biden the way it worked against Hillary. No, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I, and you you may be very right. It, that might be a really good prediction that if this comes to pass, if they are able to pass it, which they can, um, that it only helps Biden because generally people will rally around. At least it seems that way. At least it seems that way from the Republican side. They'll they'll rally behind behind them. Um, and, and as you see that there's they don't have any evidence. They even Comer today brought up the. The checks for the loan, um, uh, again, again today, and the reporters aren't having any of it, and they're saying, "Come on, you know, we we actually know what that is," and he says, "Oh, do do you? Can you prove it?" Well, it doesn't work that way, you know. Yeah. When you accuse somebody of something in the United States of America, you have to prove it. Mm-hmm. You know. This- and that's exactly right. And I think, uh, but again, we live in a world now where, you know, just the India induendo will, will move so many people. Um, I remember watching the, the 2020 election and in one state they were yelling, count the votes, count the votes. In another state they were yelling, stop the count stop the stop count, the count yeah. and it's like oh gosh guys you can't you can't have it both ways you know it, all we want to do is win and we don't care how we do it and it's it's really a shame it really it really is a it, it's a shame that we've we've devolved into this i think we've been like this the whole time it's just been below the surface uh, Trump gave them a voice and now they're out. The Pandora's box is open and it'll, it's going to be very difficult to put them back into it. Um, they were, I was watching a, a thing the other day. There was, there was a guy it was Jordan Klepper, who I think is just absolutely brilliant does for comedy central and for the daily show. And he was talking to a Biden supporter and the guy goes, yeah, he goes, you know, um, you know, eggs are outrageous and bacon's outrageous and gas prices are outrageous and, and said, "Oh, I, I know you're wearing a Trump Trump sweatshirt. How much that cost you? Forty bucks." And he goes, "That's Trump hat." He goes, "Yeah, twenty five bucks." He goes, "I get one once a month." And he goes, and he looked at his socks. He goes, "Oh, you got Trump socks?" He goes, "Yeah, they, these were the sixty five bucks." And he goes, "How much have you spent on uh, Trump, you know, swag in the last year?" He goes, "Oh, about three thousand dollars." <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Oh my God, do you?" Really? And he has no idea how stupid he sounds. 
You're right. crying about the price of bacon and you spent $3,000 on swag from a loser. And you think you have a reason to come. What could you have done with that? You could have bought a lot of bacon with that $3,000. Not a lot of, not a lot of 91 dollar turkeys you know those godzilla turkeys we talked about but Ooh. you could you could have got a lot of stuff uh for that and he had his trump flag and i think the trump flag cost him like 250 bucks and he goes oh yeah he goes i get all the trump swag and clepper goes how much and he goes well about three grand in the past year clepper's like and you're worried about the you're worried about the price of eggs right being four dollars that that's your big concern well awful silly it, it is yeah, very, very silly. And again, the, the, the adoration that some people have for that guy is just off the charts. Yeah. You know, they're willing to twist themselves and twist themselves and, and lie and not see them, you know, not see themselves in the mirror clearly. Um, and, you know, they have these crazy conspiracy theories. Again, you know, every now and then you, you hear one bubble up and you just kind of go, you like, you really believe that? And yeah. And it and doesn't it, like, like you said about the zombie ideas, they don't go away. You know, nope. Pizzagate is back and, yep. you know, they, they'll never, they'll never understand that you could have tens of thousands of people at a rally at a rally and lose an election with millions and tens of millions of people voting. They just don't seem to understand that concept. Yeah. Crowd size does not, uh, does not mean all those people, number one, are going to vote for you. That's number one. Doesn't even mean all those people are going to vote. And in many ways, that's just a very small you know, okay, 35,000 people. Yeah, that's a lot of people, but we're talking 81 million people voted against you. So 31,000 really doesn't make that big of a difference. So we'll finish this conversation in our next episode. We hope you join us. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions on an ongoing basis. The JCIS is a publication of Nova Works, a depository at Nova Southeastern University. The Phoenix Group, an independent research consortium offering social issue solutions to NGOs and international government agencies through multidisciplinary, nonpartisan, and unbiased research. And finally, BH Conflict Resolution Services, a full-service dispute resolution firm offering expert and cost-effective mediation services to couples, groups, and businesses. BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd also like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society. The Nova Society is available on all these and other quality platforms mentioned in our description. And finally, PodKite, our analytical partners. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. Without you, the Nova Society would not be possible. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. Always remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Scott Gershwer, Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon, and all of us here at the Nova Society, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.